This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 273, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, May 20th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 273. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, May 20th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Today's episode will kind of be like last last week's reviews episode, episode 271, which was, I think, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, this week, uh, I only had a chance to read about five comics. There was a crap load of comics that came out, um, but I did not have a crap load of time to read them. Uh, so it's going to be a relatively short episode. Um, so let's just kick kick it right off. Uh, first up, we have A-Force, number one, which is kind of a dumb name. Um, but I, I don't even know what, what the idea here is. I mean, it's basically an Avengers book, but they don't want to call it that. They could call it Avengers Force, but maybe they thought that sounded stupid. But seriously, A-Force, that didn't sound stupid. Um, the concept of having like an, an all-female squad of more or less Avengers, but some also not usually Avengers on there as well, is a cool concept. Why not? I mean, they've got enough teams with old dudes. Let's have uh, a bunch of women on the team. I'm fully up for that. I think it could be really cool. I like the, you know, kind of assemblage that we have so far. Um, so it's definitely a cool concept. It's launching right in the middle of uh, Secret Wars as a, as a tie-in. Uh, it's written, written by G. Willow Wilson and... Uh, Who's the other one? Margaret Bennett. Artwork by Jorge Molina. Looks great. Um, it's an entertaining romp. Um, it's a lot of fun. You got characters like Miss America, uh, Dazzler, uh, She-Hulk, uh, all sorts. Spider-Woman. Like, there's all sorts of different characters here. Um, you actually get a lot of characterization. You really get the feel for all these different var- variations and characters. Um, the ending, very cool. It looks like Captain Universe is, is still around. Uh, in this new Secret Wars Shattered Battle World uh, that we have now. Um, despite the name of the book being dumb, I think that the book itself has been very entertaining in this first issue. Uh, I really dug it. I thought the artwork by Molina was really entertaining. Um, you know, again, I think the only problem with this book is the title. Everything else, I think, works. Um, I think it makes sense. I think it's a solid read. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, yeah, I, I was almost surprised by how much I enjoyed it, just because I didn't know what to expect from it. Uh, but it was actually quite a solid read. Again, the only problem being the title. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Avengers World 21, which kind of feels like a lame duck book, because it's it's wrapping things up between regular kind of continuity and what happened when we jumped ahead eight, 8 months. And at this point, we're way beyond this. So it just, it just kind of feels like it's finally closing the loop, but and as much as I like that from a continuity perspective, it also just makes it feel like it's less important because everything's kind of done. Um, this is Before Time Runs Out Part 5 by Frank Barbier, or Barberi, I don't know how to pronounce it, and artwork by Marco Cicetto, who I think is just a fantastic illustrator. Um, I, I like this. We get, what, Earth 287-4492-304-89-32. That's a whole lot of numbers. Uh, we get to see a, a specific version of Reed Richards on the Fantastic Farm, um, which is really cool. Part of this issue we, we spend with the Cabal. Part of it's with uh, Hyperion, uh, Thor, and um, what's his name? Sunspot. Uh, the stuff with Namor was cool, but I, again, it just felt weird that he didn't die and he wasn't murdered. Like, why wouldn't they kill him at this point? Um, and seeing where they kind of went with the character moving onwards, it was just kind of a surprise. That being said, 
I did enjoy the issue. I think it was stronger than the last one. Again, it just felt like it was just kind of plugging in the the spaces as opposed to really telling a meaningful story. Um, and it just kind of brings us to the end of that particular... I think that this book is actually over now that it's Secret Wars, so it's, it's done anyway. Um, it was okay. It wasn't the strongest issue. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, next up, we've got Convergence Flash, number 2. Which I dug. I thought it was fun. Um, very different than the first issue, but still very entertaining. Uh, as he goes up against the tangent version of Superman. It's written by Dan Abnett. Artwork by Federico Delacchio. Uh, what I like about it is it's very much, you know, celebrating continuity. And the tangent Superman, the way he's written, it's kind of breaking the fourth wall. Well, not the fourth wall, but breaking the, I guess, the dimensional wall. And the idea that, you know, Barry is special because of how he exists in time. So he actually needs to survive to stop the crisis in Infinite Earth. So Superman has to allow himself to be defeated. Um, kind of really cool, crazy concept. Um, and I like the idea that it kind of has a way of ending, which really is just setting the character up to eventually do what he needs to do in Crisis, which I thought was cool. Like a lot of these are just kind of the done in ones or done in twos, I should say. This one felt like there it's a little bit more foreboding, but in a good way that he knows it what his destiny kind of has lying ahead of him. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I thought the artwork was pretty good, and I enjoyed the story. It was very interesting. Uh, next up is Deathlock number 8. Now, I really love this book. Um, Edmondson's doing a brilliant job writing it. Mike Perkins is just going, you know, just knocking it out of the park in terms of the art. Um, it's such an interesting thriller. Like, you now have Michael Collins, the original, well, not the original, one of the Deathlocks kind of coming into S.H.I.E.L.D. to try to figure out what to do about... Um, Henry Hayes, uh, Henry Hayes going up against another machine, a Deathlock kind of machine that's controlled by his employers or his controllers, I should say. Um, I just think this book is just one hell of a thrill ride. Uh, I think when you read it in a trade paperback, it's going to be even better being able to kind of read everything all at once. Um, I'm not really sure where we're going to go from here or how many issues we have left, but, uh, it is just fantastic. It is so much fun. Um, I just I, I don't even want it to end. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of the few books that I would say was always kind of at the top of my list of what I want to read in a month uh, or in a week I sh- or even a month I should say. Um, it's, it just feels different. Uh, it's kind of doing its own thing. Has a great sensibility, great vibe coming off of it. Um, it just feels different. And again, I like. Sometimes I like books that feel like they're, they're kind of doing their own thing and they're apart from the rest of the universe. Because not everything needs to be part of the you know the giant tapestry. I mean, I want everything to to belong to a, a core continuity, but I don't need everything to be beholden to it or to feel like it has to feel like a specific cog in the, in the larger machine. So what I like about this is that it doesn't feel like a cog. It feels like it's telling its own story. You've got you know Domino, you've got Agent Hope, like. This is just a thrill ride. Every issue, um, I think the only maybe there's maybe not always enough progression in each issue, but here I found there was a lot going on. They really kind of turned the premise of the series on its head a little from where it originally started, and now we're having Deathlock kind of coming home to roost. But then you also have the stuff going on with Michael Collins, Domino. So it feels like even as one, you know, we're kind of closing the loop in one area and it's tightening around that story beat. We have a whole other aspect of the story which isn't really connected at the moment, which is still very enjoyable. Um, anyways, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. I just really enjoy the book, and I cannot recommend it enough. 
Last Up, and yes, I know, Last Up is fifth book. That's kind of ridiculous. We got Ultimate End, number one. So, I don't know if I, even if I really care. It's so sad. Like, 15 years ago, I would have cared a lot about this, but now I don't. And it's just a weird, it's a weird issue. Like, I guess, in theory, it's taking place after what happened during um, the whole incursion. Because it, it, it's part of Secret Wars. It's on Battleworld. And now we have this weird Manhattan that's both regular and ultimate verses. And I just, at times, wasn't even sure what I was really reading. Like, I, you're mixing characters, and I just felt like I... It definitely drops you in the middle of something, but in a lot of ways, this is more confusing than anything because a lot of the battle worlds are just kind of straight up, they're riffs on alternate realities, but they're doing their own thing. This one is, no, we're going to see characters from the 616 in the regular universe. Is this where they went after where they're in the arc or not? What is this? How are we supposed to take these characters? Like, how does this work? And it just kind of jumps in and doesn't seem to care. Um, I mean, the artwork looks great. I mean, I would expect nothing less um, from this creative team. I mean, we've got... I mean, come on. It's Mark Bagley. Of course it's going to look great. And this, this just the script just feels very confusing at times. I'm not really sure what's going on or what versions of these characters I'm really supposed to be seeing at this point. Um, and then the whole idea of like this suddenly having this uh, this you know portal kind of showing up that feels very reminiscent of what recently happened in some of the X-Men books as well by Bendis. So, I don't know. I just, I didn't really care for this. Um, I wanted to enjoy it more than I did. And unfortunately, it's, I just don't think it was a very good issue. Uh, the art's great, but the story leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I give it maybe a 6 out of 10, and mainly that's on the strength of the art. Uh, so that's everything this week. Wow, 10-minute podcast. Sorry if you were hoping for a long one. Um, a lot of books came out that I didn't get a chance to read yet, including a lot of the, the uh, Battle World or Secret Wars tie-ins. Uh, so in particular, we had, uh, let's see, Deadpool Secret Secret, Secret Wars number one, um, Master of Kung Fu number one, uh, Planet Hulk number one, Secret Wars Battle World number one, Spider-Verse number one. Um, and that's it. We had a new issue of Star Wars. Man, how did I miss that? I haven't read that yet. A uh, new issue of Uncanny X-Men, a new issue of Moon Knight, of Daredevil. Uh, over at DC, we had, um, which one's this? I guess this is with week three, so it's Crisis-era versions of the characters. Uh, so we had, like, a Superboy and the Legion one. I'm just kind of getting caught up. I really recently realized on the weekend I was doing some babysitting, which is part of why I wasn't able to read as much. And I think I had, just looking at my unread pile list or all the stuff I had to read from pet previous weeks that had just been stacking up, I think it was, like, 50, 60 books, which is crazy. So I think I mowed down, like, 20 of them, but... Then I forgot to read as many for this podcast, so I kind of screwed myself anyway. Um, and I guess that's our episode, more or less. Uh, let's take a quick gander uh, at what's coming. Yes, that's right. I said gander at what's coming out this coming week. Um, so this coming week, on May 27th, some of the highlights are going to include uh, some of the following titles. Let me just pull it up through previews. Uh, so some of the upcoming releases include, um, let's see, from... From Image Comics, let's see, nothing I recognize that well. Oh, a new issue of Invincible, uh, Pisces, Postal, um, etc. Uh, looking over at DC, we've got Backrow Volume 5, Deadline Trade Paperback, which is, I think, my last trade I'll be buying of that title. 
um, because I just didn't like the, the whole new direction. It wasn't for me. I'm glad it exists. It's just not for me. Uh, Batman Adventures Volume 2 that's coming out. Batman Legends of the Dark Knight Trade Paperback Volume 4. Last issue of Convergence. The last series of Convergence um, miniseries as well. Uh, and then we have over at Marvel, we've got an issue of All New Hawkeye number 3, All New Invaders Volume 3 Trade Paperback, uh, Deadpool Classic Trade Paperback Volume 11. That's freaking crazy that he gets 11 volumes of his classic, but so many other volumes only get to one or two, and then they just stop them. I get that Deadpool, for some reason, is an insane seller. I just, it bugs me. Um, we got Deadpool Volume 8, Deathlock Volume 1. So I, as I mentioned, the Perkins... Um, Edmondson uh, Deathlock is coming out with Volume 1. Uh, Giant Size X-Men 40th Anniversary hardcover is coming out. Guardians 3000 Volume 1, Time After Time. Uh, that, for the Secret Wars uh, titles, we have Modoc Assassin, uh, Inhumans Adeline Rising, Infinity Gauntlet Number 1, Inferno Number 1, new issue of Nova, which is that the last issue? It must be getting close. Old Man Logan Number 1, um, Nightcrawler Volume 2, Trade Paperback, Shield Number 6. Uh, Secret Wars Journal number one, Secret Wars twenty ninety nine number one, uh, Thanos versus Hulk, which I thought found to be pretty pretty fun. Uh, Uncanny Avengers Ultron Forever number one, and Wolverines Volume two Trade Paperback. So that's everything coming out this week in in two days. So thank you for joining me for this episode. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and post our H Realms thread as well. And also you can check us out on Stitcher if you check the. Um, um, I guess the posting on comicshenanigans.podbean.com you'll notice that we're uh, entering the crowdfunding era uh, there are costs to the podcast so if at all possible we really appreciate uh, any listeners who are willing to support us even just a little bit um, we have an annual um, subscription cost with Podbean coming up soon and any help I can have towards that would be really great just to keep the show going because um, these there are costs to be hosting the episodes and um, and putting it all up. It's not a very large cost overall, uh, but it is still a cost. I also want to thank uh, Matt Miller, who was um, a generous contributor and I guess the first person to join our supporters list, um, at least financial supporters, I should say. Um, and he will get to choose an episode focused at some point in the future. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode, and we will catch you next time. Uh, Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye-bye.